Welcome to the CBD Ed Show with Edward Cheney, the founder and CEO of Canafil, a manufacturer of CBD-infused products for human and pet consumption. In this program, we will discuss the uses of CBD and other methods for alternatives and complements to conventional medical treatment. Now, here is your host, Ed Cheney. Welcome, listeners, to the CBD Ed Show. Again, big thanks, Voice America Variety Channel, for letting us come here and share this wealth of information with you. I'm here with my lovely host, Kimberly Rose. Hello, everyone. Let's get started. Now, listen, today's topic, it's important. It's really important. If you have children, uh, you might want to stand with us in wanting to protect the hemp plant for our future generations. Yes, and I got to tell you, I feel, and I know I've shared this with you before, but it was my, my generation is the baby boomer generation. And I feel somewhat responsible that my generation stood by and let the, let the, uh, I don't know what they did to this plant, but the agenda was not for uh, the population. No. Uh, so, but anyway, so as, as a member of the uh, baby boomer uh, generation. I, I think I feel like we've all sat, sat by and allowed this to happen. Uh, and <clears throat> I'm in a position now to be able to be heard. Yeah. And I think it's important because, I mean, I guess I'm, I, I hate to blame it on, on the baby boomers, but I guess we all just kind of followed the leader. Right, right. Yeah, so you know, I have, uh, I have, uh, we have adorable kids, and uh, yeah, I want them to have this plant anyway. So, and today, you know, in honoring, you know, trying new experiences, you know, like we had discussed in our, our recent shows, being uh, you know the the beginning of twenty twenty, uh, new year, new decade, and it's wonderful. Um, but in honor of uh, trying these new things, we want to start having conversations about protecting the hemp as well as understanding how to look for the red flags for the manufacturers uh, that are putting products on the shelves today in absence of an FDA regulation. Anyway, so let's get started on this. And let's, let's get started by kind of peeling back the veil. Okay. Yes, that can be interesting. <laughs> I know. You know, hemp has been around for a while. As a matter of fact, from, 19, from 1776... To 1937, that is quite a spread of time. Hemp was the major was a major American crop and textiles. Um, yet you got to know this: the American Textile Museum, the Smithsonian Institute, and most American history textbooks contain no mention of hemp. And that the government's war on drug has created kind of an atmosphere of self-censorship. We're speaking of hemp in a positive manner is considered kind of politically incorrect or taboo. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the whole thing, was just, it just felt like it was swept under the carpet behind a door so that nobody would talk about it. No, yeah, it was, I, I thought it was on its way to becoming a wonderful asset. And then it just kind of got, Yeah. Yeah. You know, let's talk about hemp a little bit. So, um, hey, hemp versus cotton. All right. On an annual, annual basis, one acre of hemp will produce as much fiber as two to three acres of cotton. Yeah. 
All right. And hemp fiber is stronger, softer than cotton, and at least twice uh, and last twice as long. And it also will not mildew. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. All right. So that's just hemp versus cotton. How about hemp, for hemp and paper? So again, on an annual basis, one acre of hemp will produce as much paper as two to four acres of trees. Yeah. Now, I kind of feel like this is important because trees are really what we need for our our atmosphere. Yes, yes, we need it for. Got we got need it. it for, yes, it gives us wonderful oxygen. They give us food. I mean, there's just so many things a tree can do. Yeah. Well, um, and harvesting the tree is tough on our environment too. Yeah. All right, and then not so much uh, hemp. Hemp is a pretty easy crop to grow. Um, hey, we also have uh, hemp as plastic substitutes, right? Because hemp uh, can produce strong, durable, and environmentally friendly uh, plastic substitutes. Yeah, um, we were when we were at the last meeting, uh, we had a girl walking around with uh, hemp straws. I know. What a great idea. Yeah, I was like, how are you Super not a billionaire right now? Because <laughs> straws are on the way out. Yes, they are. Plastic straws, I mean. Yeah. And if you've ever tried to uh, use a paper straw, it's a little flimsy. It doesn't quite last. <laughs> and if you're a female and you have a nice outfit on, yeah, yeah no. not going to wash. And the yeah. hemp straw she had, she said she could actually wash in the dishwasher like 10, 12 times. And then, yeah. so that's, I thought that was a great idea. Yes, I agree. I agree. You know, and, and just, you know, just hemp in general. I mean, I understood why between 1776 and 1937, why it was such a, a major American crop. You know, trees, they take years to grow yeah. before you can harvest them. Do you know a hemp crop? 120 days. Yeah, isn't from, that? From plant. Right. Right, from planting it, 120 days and you can harvest it. Uh, it can survive in most environments. It, it's just... It, and, you know, there's another uh, thing that we discovered when we were out, you know, pulling up research uh, in line with this, wanting to, you know, kind of pull the veil up and see, see what's, what's going on out there. Uh, and we noticed that the DEA's strong opposition to chemical widely thought to be less addictive or harmful than, like, legal nicotine or alcohol leads to some of us to charge the DEA with motives, like such as protecting, protecting of their, you know, synthetic fiber, wood pulp, petrochemical, and pharmacochemical industries. Hmm, DEA. Mm. I'm, all right. So in the coming episodes, I'm pretty sure we'll, we'll dig up a little bit more information. But um, let's, uh, let's just keep going. So... This has also led to us wanting to kind of peer in how FDA is handling uh, both the, the CBD market and past pharmaceuticals. And I, Kimberly, I think you did a little bit of homework on this uh, and was hoping you would share just briefly what, what kind of things you found. Well, yes. We, so we have one uh, substance that the FDA has approved. It's a CBD it's called Epidiol X, yep. and um, it's, I think it's the only pharmaceutical CBD out there that you Currently. can get. And it's, it's primarily treating seizures. Okay. Um, 
And when we went to our last meeting, there was an attorney that spoke and he said something about how they were going to, they're starting to get some concerns and there might be, they might be pulling it off the shelf. Um, so I went in and I was like, wow, that, that really ca- caught my attention. So I did some research and I mean, as far as I can see, the, uh, the concerns are uh, weight loss for people that are using it. And I think this is more people for m- more than a year, okay. more than a year. So this is weight loss, anemia, and suicidal behavior. Okay. Of which, and, and just so I want to absolutely make clear here, uh, when you shared that with me earlier, I scanned through as much documentation as I could get my hands on, mm-hmm. and I saw none of those three risks attached to CBD. Right. So they, they by default, they had to be attached to Epidiolex. Right. And and so that is a form that is a pharmaceutical. That means they used a component of CBD in it, but the rest of it was, you know, synthetic. Our normal pharmaceutical stuff. Yeah, yeah. All right. And, and um, it, it was interesting though. The one article that I found, um, they went through all of the everything about this drug. Yeah. And then they said, compared to CBD like regular unregulated CBD. That was really the only bad thing that they could say about it is that it's unregulated. Yeah. And you don't know, you can't, you know, a lot of bottles, nice. a lot of CBD companies have less CBD in them than they say they do and some yeah. have more than they say they do and so you don't really know your dose. That's terrific. But yes. other than that, they really couldn't say anything else. Well, and don't they have other um I don't know. They have a history of a few other bad decisions. Well, sure. I mean, the acid reflux uh, epidemic is is it's really bad. So so any acid reducer is being looked at now. You know, and uh, Prevacid and Prilosec have already been either pulled off the shelf or going to be pulled off the shelf. Uh-huh. They're they're already. Um, linking them to stomach cancer. And these are things that have been around for a long time. These are, you know, these are, they're dangerous. They're dangerous because you're putting them in your stomach. And now I guess some of these are even over the counter. So there's nobody regulating you. You're just going, okay, I'm taking it. It makes me feel good. And I'm going to keep taking it. Well, I fear because both of those brands were were, uh, prescription only. Uh, and then at one point, they went from prescription only to um, over-the-counter. Uh. Now, listen, you know, at my age, I kind of sometimes see some trends. And here's a trend I see with this. And I don't know. I could actually do some homework, and it would be actually fair of me to do this homework. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'll, at least, I'll at least speculate for now. So there was likely some patent sitting on one of the uh, – on those, those drugs – uh, so you're able to ask quite a bit of money for a prescription and you can keep it in that environment until that patent goes out and then everybody can create it, uh. right? And so at that point, moving it over to over-the-counter then goes to the second life of that drug, which is now volume of sales. I see. Now, again, I'm just speculating. Right. But what bothers me is that FDA was tasked to assess them in the beginning and then keep an eye on it. 
So why, why are we here? Why, why are we dealing with this? I was prescribed uh, Prevacid, you know, back in the day. And yeah, so. But you didn't take it, did you? No. Yeah, I didn't think you, I thought you were a Tums guy. <laughs> <laughs> thought I was a Tums guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, to be honest, listen, the doctor looked at me and said this right to my face. You know what? You've got acid reflux and you're going to have to take this every day for the rest of your life. Mm. It was not, I got to admit, I don't think it was anything about acid reflux that was bugging me. It was that somebody told me I had to take that every day for the rest of my life. And I'm like, wow, and I was like 30. Yeah. All right. And anyway. the sad thing is, is that he should have said you can do some diet changes, you can do some natural things also that will help with this situation, and you shouldn't be taking these drugs, these acid reducers forever. There's yeah. just so many things that probably should have been said. All right. Now, I want our, tra- I want our agenda to be very transparent. Okay. So what we just kind of started talking about was there is a historical value to hemp. And by the way, that goes all the way back 10,000 BC. They have recorded use of hemp as far back as 10,000 BC. Yeah. All right. So I'm just shedding the light back on, hey, how great hemp was, and then exposing the fact that it was swept, it was swept away. It was taken from us. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and it was taken for us from us for quite a while. Right. And then the impact of some of our government agencies, you know, I, sometimes they, I don't, I won't get into that now, but they were a little misleading. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean... A little bit of good news here. They are looking into CBD as helping out with these types of situations, uh, acid reflux. The acid reflux, yeah. Yes, calming the stomach and uh, getting all those things to a healthy environment again because these things, these acid reducers can actually create bacteria, which creates cancer, which, you know, it just is a stepping stone. Everything's a, just this stepping stone. Well, good for them. We look forward to, and we will be sharing that research yeah. as it, come, as mm-hmm. it comes available. Um, so, yeah, so the agenda is that. So, you know, so I have this need to want to be able to protect this plant for our future generation. I have a desire to ask our listening audience to participate, but I can't ask you to participate unless I give you, you know, a basis for it and then also give you how to participate with us. Uh, again, save the hemp, save the hemp plant. Uh, and we'll And we'll continue to share, but for today, we're just kind of, exposing some things that we've found. Next, we are going to uh, talk with a, uh, a CEO and owner of uh, a uh, CBD company in Oregon and shed some more light on one of the ways that you can contribute is to be a educated buyer of CBD. Yes. No matter what at what level you're buying it for. Uh, it, the more educated you are on buying CBD, the more benefit there is to both our campaign and to your, you know, your personal needs. Uh, so that's the direction we want to go in. <clears throat> now I have uh, I have Ryan Dunn, who is the uh, CEO of Seventh Hill, and he'll be joining us for the next segment. So we're going to take a break, and when we come back, that's what we're going to do. We're going to share with you what you need to know 
to make good buying decisions. And that will really help this cause a lot. Yes. All right, we'll pick it up, so stay tuned. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Live authentically. Heal naturally with Canafil. We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at canafil.com. That's info at C-A-N-N-A-F-Y-L.com. Now back to the CBD Ed Show. Welcome back, listeners. CBD Ed Show. I'm here with Kimberly Rose. And listen, in the temporary absence of FDA's regulations for the CBD market, what should consumers be on the lookout for, both good and bad? And we have the pleasure of having Ryan Dunn, CEO of Seventh Hill in Medford, Oregon. I looked into Ryan's company, and he is known 
Uh, his, he has created a company that's known for their artisan-style handcrafted approach and high standard quality, quality, quality control for CBD products. Uh, I think when you visit his web, website at seventhhillcbd.com, uh, you'll see that's very apparent. So welcome to the show today, Ryan. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Glad to be here. Uh, we're super happy, and I know the our listeners are going to get a lot of value from hearing what you have to say today. And I thought uh, in carving out this this conversation about what should the customers be on the lookout between good and bad is that we separate those as good being uh, companies who are self-policing for the benefit of the customer. Those are on the good side, and the things to look at for on the bad side are those companies who are just looking to make a fast buck without concerns. All right, so we want to be able to give our listeners a bit of information on how to discern between those two. Uh, And we also have uh, Kimberly Rose here who has a retail store in Phoenix, Arizona, uh, and she's been managing that store for a couple of years, a CBD store. And she can also share the things that she has seen uh, relative to this conversation. Yes. All right. Um, Ryan, I'm super interested in hearing what you have to say about uh, what our consumers can be looking at. Um, Well, I think the first thing really is, you know, to, to do a little bit of homework on the company itself. Obviously, there's a lot of tons of companies out there. And new ones are popping up every day. And one issue is, you know, companies themselves are selling to multiple states. And that state's regulation could be different than another one's. Um, Or there's states that don't even have any sort of testing regulation or standards to go by. Um, You know, so company websites can be good for that. But also, you know, knowing who you're buying from as far as if you're going into a retail location, what types of products they carry. Um, you know, there's a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of stores, you know, they end up getting stuff from distribution companies, and that can be a big factor in it, like what distribution company they're getting stuff from. If you see, like, a lot of the same products that you see everywhere else, that can be a good sign, but it can also be a bad sign, depending on where you're at. Um, so, you know, firsthand, like off the packaging, if they're not listing, um, you know, some sort of test results on the packaging as far as CBD levels, but also THC levels, right. um, yep. I, I believe that it should be listed in milligrams, like both of them, because it, consumers get confused a lot between percentages and milligrams and, you know, a lot of companies out there, they're just simply putting like less than 0.3, for instance, like on THC. Yeah. But that really doesn't tell you how much is actually in there. You could go and like do the math if you like had the COA in front of you, but consumers don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, and and, and to that, also clearly, yeah. go ahead. And to, and to that point, uh, they even can look at these labels and wouldn't it, it would be fairly obvious for them to look at the label and go, are you trying to sell me or are you trying to give me important information? Exactly. I mean, and I, right. I think that's the whole thing with the THC. Like so many companies are afraid to even like mention THC. They mention it like as little as possible. Yeah. And they just want to get that 
less than 0.3 thing thrown in there. Yeah, that uh, I actually had a customer come in yesterday and she brought me the bottle of CBD that she was taking and she couldn't find it anywhere. So I looked at the bottle and I mean, I looked everywhere. (laughs) I couldn't tell if it was a full spectrum, an isolate, a broad. There was no indication of THC free, THC anything on that label. I said, I'm going to assume this is a THC uh, product because if it was THC free, I think it would be stamped everywhere. So I said, I'm going to say yeah, this has got to be so. <laughs> right because I just figured that that manufacturer yeah. has THC in there. They're just afraid to say it's in there, even though how can you not? You have to say it's at least a full spec. I couldn't find anything, not not anything yeah. on this label. Those whole like those terms in general, you know, broad spectrum, full spectrum, THC free. They're used, those, those aren't like standard terms, you know, there's no like actual legal or regulatory definition. You're right, yep. So I, I you know, I see labels that say full spectrum, but then they also say no THC. Yep. Or they'll say <laughs> yep. THC free, but then on the back it says less than 0.3. Yeah. And it's just like, well, which one is it? Like, yeah. 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 Yes, yes. Which which brings it that Mr. Dunn's got a great point. Uh, a more educated consumer can get through this. Right. And and yeah. we're all here to help you, so you got, it's a great place to be is to get educated. Yeah. But even beyond like CBD and THC, my big passion and what we try to do with our company and our products um because we, we're like automatically assuming that we're selling to people who are interested in full-spectrum products because that's what we do. Um, and with that, you know, usually you're wondering, okay, well, what cannabinoids are in there? But you're also thinking, well, what terpenes are in there? And most consumers don't know that there's different terpenes, and they just think, well, as long as there's some terpenes, then it's full-spectrum, which is true, I guess. But... You have to go beyond that, and, you know, different CBD consumers are looking for different products for different reasons, and a lot of times they're just playing guesswork. So if you can educate them about terpenes and then offer products that clearly list what terpenes are in there and give different options, then the consumer is going to be much better poised to make a a decision that's going to be beneficial to them versus just... You know, spending a bunch of money trying this product, trying that product, not working or, you know, with a full spectrum product, most companies just say, this is full spectrum, right? Yes. But where are they getting that stuff from? That could change between batch to batch, you know, depending on they got it from this farm that time, another farm that time. And it's just, it's easy for them because then they just have one label to make. They put it all in the same bottle. They don't have to do any sort of real formulation they're just throwing it together there you go yeah Yeah. now and i want to interject another time just real quickly for our listening audience to find out more about terpenes because we know you we we always give you lots of information and try to hold on to that can be difficult just go to google and type in terpenes terpenes are spelled t-e-r-p-e-n-s-e Type in terpenes, and yeah. there are so many easy charts out there that'll help you identify what Mr. Dunn was talking about. In other words, which terpene does what, and and it'll help you through that conversation. Yeah, yeah that, those kind of things can definitely be useful. Um, we try to like we don't go 
too far into it, but like we have some marketing material that will explain like our different terpene blends and what those terpenes could possibly do for you. I think there's like 10 that we use in total yeah. in our three different formulations, you know, but there's over, you know, I think there's like over a hundred known terpenes and so that it could be like any list and everyone's going to react differently to it as well. Um, you know, so there's a need to be able to experiment with CBD products, but know what you're actually doing so that you can, you know, make an educated decision instead of just guessing all right. the time. Yeah. Again, doing something to the benefit of the consumer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. that's like on the manufacturing side too. Like that's, I think that it's the company's responsibility to educate about their products. And if they're not trying to educate you, you know, that kind of goes back to the first question. If a company isn't trying to teach you about their products and, you know, allow you to tailor your experience in some sort of way, um, or at least know what you're getting, then, you know, that's a good place right there to start about making a choice between different products. Yep. If it feels like they're just trying to sell you something. They probably are just trying to sell you something. Right. Which everyone wants to sell stuff, but there's a good way to do it and there's a bad way, an honest way to do it. Yeah. And I'd like to take advantage of the fact that uh, you have created a company that is both, you know, all the way from the farm, all the way to the finished product on the shelf. And if you could yeah. share with our listening audience, what things should they be able to see if we can all go all the way back to the farm? Because that's an interesting yeah. thing you bring to this conversation today. Yeah. Well, you know, I guess for us, how we do it is, you know, just being transparent, taking photos of the farm, you know, explaining, you know, on our website and places like that, how we grow and that we, you know, we're organic, we don't use pesticides, things like that. But also, you know, we can back that stuff up with, you know, DOAs and proof, pesticide testing, um, you know, heavy metals testing. Those are all, and that's a benefit to being in Oregon. Um, and, you know, we have to, like, follow these certain rules. Perfect. Um, and our testing regulations, as far as hemp, are, they're just replicated off of our cannabis and, like, recreational medical cannabis standards. So they pretty much just make us do what they do, which is, very stringent you know there's batch testing um imagine taking 32 samples from one what's called a feedlot and each of those tests are running you like 50 dollars mm-hmm. so it can get really pricey yeah um but you know companies have to make that investment and learn how to do it in a way that's efficient um which can be hard it, but it's also an indicator you know, backing that up it, yeah, it's an indicator to the consumer. Consumers, I'm just here. I'm telling you, if you see these things, they are difficult to do. Uh, so you've heard two yeah. very important things from him. You heard that Oregon State has standards that the farmers must comply to. I think that's an interesting fact for a consumer to know. You also heard that those tests, they're expensive and they're difficult to put into your business model. So if you are doing them, yeah. you are already upholding high standards. Yes. All right. Yeah. And there's already, you know, so many companies are taking, you know, shortcuts um, to get to market. You know, maybe they don't have the, it is expensive. Um, and, you know, and companies are trying to do the best they can. Um, 
but you know at the same time you just got to make that investment i guess in the initial phase or else you're going to get to i mean because the market does change you know and it is becoming more regulated and honestly you're not going to be able to survive long term if you're doing that so you know some people like you like we were talking about earlier they just want to make the quick buck so they're going to take the shortcuts and you know that's going to end up jeopardizing the consumer and then there's going to be the companies that last because they're they're doing it correctly they're Profit margins may not be as high as you know they could be if you were turning corners, but yeah. in the long run, I think that's the the right move. Yeah. When uh, when uh, so, do you have an opinion on the things that should be transparent? Because I like that piece that you shared uh, at the beginning, how you show transparency on your website as it related to your farming. Is there anything you think the consumers should kind of, kind of like hone in on when they're looking at a website? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you're talking about the farming, um, yes, you know, you could like see like how, what type of education they actually have and how they talk about it. Are they talking about it in a way that really seems like they're doing it or are they just using, you know, key phrases, things like that. Um, we use social media a lot to do that, you know, taking pictures of like the actual process, um, you know, also an easy way to do it is paperwork. You know, companies should be posting all of the necessary licenses. If they have those licenses and they're up to date, then they, you know, should be in compliance or on the way to the compliance. And then, you know, backing that up with actually having COAs and pesticide results and things like that up there. Um, but beyond the farming, like, it really gets a little bit more difficult in the product manufacturing side. Um, and we're really lucky here in Oregon because our Department of Agriculture specifically licenses people to add CBD, you know, to food. While a lot of states, you know, they're allowing CBD, but it can't be added to food right. because of FDA things. And, you know, so they're not, they're not able to have access to, like, the proper facilities or, you know, have the correct oversight. Um, so, you know, lit putting your licenses on there for like your food processing kitchen and just validating those sorts of things. Um, does that make sense? It does. It does. I, and, and again, I just want to shed light on another piece that I thought was really important that you said, and that is that you use your social media to help you pr- present your transparency. Yeah. I, th- I think that's um, a really great idea for consumers to hear that, that maybe they should also be looking at social media. And, and Yeah, social media is definitely a huge platform. Okay. Um, but it can also, you know, be deceiving. So, like, engaging with the company that's running the, uh, you know, the social media page. Okay. Um, you know, what is their response? Are you just getting, like, a generic response? Like, if you really want to get into it, you know, you should be able to like call the company and talk to somebody there and they should be able to give you answers. And if they, if you can't get that, then, you know, they obviously don't care too much about their consumer. Well put. I like that. As a matter of fact, that one piece about social media, you know, if you send in a request to social media and you get a generic response and then you do not hear anything else anymore, I would also kind of look to discount much of what is on there. Yeah. All right. So yeah. that was a good tip as well. 
Um, uh, uh, let's see, Kimberly, uh, any of the items that uh, Mr. Dunn has shared with us, do you have any uh, anything that you would like to collaborate with him on? You know, I, I gave you his information because uh, I just felt he was extremely genuine and very open with all of his answers when I talked to him, him and... I believe it was it was your wife, right, Ryan? Yeah, it was my girlfriend. Oh, girlfriend. Okay, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I just figured that you guys. I I felt we're having a baby together. So oh, well you <laughs> might as well, you're married. Um, a genuine yeah. feel, a genuine. I I talked to so many manufacturers, so many people that want to come into the store and be, you know. But they just were so genuine, and they had the answers. Um, I've had so many people come in and say, yeah. "Oh, I'm the best. I'm the best. I'm the best." Okay, well, tell me why. And it, yeah. that was the end of the conversation. <laughs> you know, I mean, they were just, they were like, well, I can tell you a lot of things I've been told, but I don't really know. And they were, yeah. they, they actually start from the beginning to the end. That's why I like them. Yeah. that's and, and, you know, listen, Kimberly can do this, right? You can talk to somebody, you can look into their world and see enough to be able to formulate that opinion. There are two people. There are two different types of company owners. There are the ones that are passionate. They're looking for sustainability. They're looking for you know, I, I, I want to be, I want my brand build. And then there's the other ones that are wrecking balls. Yeah. They come in for the fast cash, then they unload that company, and we're left behind with, you know, all the rubble sitting all around us. Right, a bunch of consumers that say yeah. CBD didn't work for me. Right, yeah. Yeah. And and yeah. and that, and that that's super important because our belief system is this. If the consumer is educated and makes good buying decisions. That's a reward to the companies who are doing it well. Yes. And that's that's also kind of, you know, should be one of the retail shops' responsibility is, you know, making sure that they're buying from, you know, the right company that's not not just like offering the lowest prices or, you know, the biggest shipment or whatever. You know, it should go farther than that. Good. Let's do this. You guys have about one minute before we have to take a break. Would you two please talk about what things you should be seeing in a shop? Well, I think... uh I get uh, I the most irritating manufacturer that tries to approach me is the one that says I've got good margins. I've got you buy my CBD and you're going to make money. And I I instantly say, "Okay, you're out. <laughs> okay. You're out." I I just need What's genuine What's a consumer? Pe- What's a consumer going to see though? But that's that's what we want. We're going to give this for the consumer side. What do they see when they walk in that they should be concerned about? Ryan, I'll let you do that. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, I would say diversity is good, like seeing products that, you know, are unique and different, um, you know, but also companies that you can verify and know. Um, you know, the first thing to look at, I would say, would just be trying to choose a company or choose a store, um, you know, someone who is educated and knowledgeable and will engage you and answer questions and, you know, show that they care about what's going to happen. You can, you can walk into so many places, like not, not every smoke shop is like this, but I walk into a lot of smoke shops and they're selling CBD and they don't even know what they're selling. So, 
do not buy it from there. That would be my first yeah. right, right. piece of well, advice. You know, and, and, and if they have, you know, thousands of products there, they're not going to know what they have, and they're, they're going to be overwhelmed. There aren't thousands of products out there that are worthy yeah. uh, to be on my shelf. There definitely isn't. I just – I think that as, a, as somebody who is approached, again, by manufacturers a lot, I, I – oh. I really don't like the salesperson. I just want to hear about your product, right. and I want that's what I want to know. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap uh, because we have to uh, for this particular segment. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say I believe in what you guys were saying 100. percent And listeners, it is obvious when you go into a retail store, you can look at their choices of who they allowed in there, and it becomes clearly obvious uh, which direction yeah, exactly. they were going in. And I think that was a great point. Now, I, again, Ryan, I really want to thank you for uh, giving up part of your day today uh, to help us and help our listeners to become uh, better buyers of this of CBD. So a big thanks for doing that. Well, I appreciate it. I, I really enjoyed coming on here. I'm glad I got the chance to you know, share a little bit about what we care about. And I hope it... Uh, can help some of you guys out. All right. Now, uh, so just again, so Ryan, uh, he owns uh, 7th Hill CBD. This is in uh, Oregon. And I, I said it was... Yeah, we're in Ashland. You're in Ashland. So I apologize that I had that wrong. So you're in Ashland, Oregon. Uh, and again, yep. listen, we vetted them. Uh, and they are extremely high quality and are one of the manufacturers that are going to stay in this industry and uh, become a big part of it. So again, big thanks, Ryan. And we're going to take a break. And when we come back, uh, we're going to continue this conversation and help you guys even more to make good buying decisions. All right, so stay tuned. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Live authentically. Heal naturally with Canafil. We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back. Tune in for In the Black. Host Bob Dickerson and his guests take a look at Black America and its socioeconomic place. In the Black will discuss the positive issues affecting Black Americans, including education improvements, business growth, closing the racial wealth gap, activism, and more. In order for America to reach its full potential, Black America must do the same. Tune into In the Black, live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you are a pet owner, you know there's a special connection between us and our pets. They are part of the family. The owners of special breeds also understand the important roles they play. Tune in for Greyhounds Make Great Pets to find out more about one special breed. Hosted by Rory and Kathy Goray, along with TJ Beter, we'll focus on greyhounds, but we'll also cover topics that apply to any pet owner, like animal welfare issues, racing, and more. Listen live Fridays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Variety. 
Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at canafil.com. That's info at C-A-N-N-A-F-Y-L.com. Now back to the CBD Ed Show. Hey, welcome back, listeners. I really appreciate that Ryan Dunn uh, shared that stuff with us today. Uh, as we continue to help you be an educated buyer... And really, here's, here's the agenda. Here's what I really need you to hear. If you become an educated buyer, there's actually two outcomes. The first outcome is you're going to get a good product. You're going to take it home, and it's actually going to work. That is one huge thing about CBD. This is not going out and buying something that's faddish, you know, that's a fad or, you know, favorite ice cream. This stuff really gives people their life back, Mm -hmm. really allows them pain-free, inflammation, sleep. These things are huge, and it just keeps getting bigger. So that's the outcome number one. Outcome number two, the better of a consumer you are, the more that you will buy from reputable manufacturers. And when you do that, you are rewarding them and And you're kind of helping us with our mission of protect the hemp because we also want to reward them. And then we want to penalize the ones that aren't doing it. Right. Or encourage them on what they should do to do it correctly because that's that wrecking ball I talked about. The more the bad manufacturer, the bad products, more they, the more they have a voice because you're buying their, their stuff because it's cheaper or whatever. The more they have a voice, the more FDA gets tied into, oh, you guys don't know what you're, talk, you're doing, so let's come in and take this from you. Right. All right. Or the pharmaceuticals laughing at us. Oh, God. Yeah. You guys are going to be easy to take. There's no problem for us. Mm-hmm. All right. So again, reward the companies who are doing this well. Okay. They are making standards that are for the consumer. And then there are companies that are just in for the fast cash. Right. And then you don't see them. And then we're just left. All right. So that's how you, one of the big ways you can contribute is by being a good consumer, and we're here to help with that. Right, and and if you go out there, you do your homework, you get the right product for your situation, you're also more likely to share that information. Oh, my gosh, this is the place you got to go. Oh, this is what you got. You know, go talk to these people. They know what they're talking about. I, I, I still, I know I say it probably on every episode, 
there are co- consumers that come into my store and say, oh, yeah, I've tried CBD. Okay, so what kind of CBD did you did, were you using? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, what were your milligrams? Um, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, did it work for you? <laughs> How? I mean, to yeah. just the, the information, and I know it's exciting. It's exciting. The CBD's new, and it's. I want to try it, but it, information. And I, yeah. I, listen, I'm one of those people. I used to be one of those people. I. It was at Walgreens on the shelf. It. It. It said it did this, so I'm taking it. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm learning the hard way. I'm learning with you guys that I need to be more knowledgeable. Well, let's just do a little recap then. So uh, to be an educated buyer, uh, things that were shared were look for transparency. Mm -hmm. All right. So and some of those places can be both on their website and their social media, as well as any kind of communication with them. All those all three of those should show good transparency. Uh, Also, look at where the hemp was purchased from. Uh, I'm sorry, the raw materials where they're purchased from. So U.S. is probably the most important. Why? Because at least we do have standards. Right. As soon as you go abroad, we can't attest to any of those. As a matter of fact, there's already been cited problems buying anything from China that's Uh, CBD related. Right, not the industrial part. So yeah, much, no, but the, no. Oh, the, medicinal the ones part. used for medicinal, correct? Yeah. And um, so we know the Oregon, we know that Colorado, those are all mainstream. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those states have done a good job. I really got to give them credit, a good job of setting up standards in the absence of anything federal. Um, documentation was super important. Look for it. You should be able to go on the website. If you don't see a link for documentation, super easy. Call the phone number at the bottom. Go send me your documentation for, and you list what your product is, and they'll shoot it over to you in your email. It is. They are so capable and prepared for those very easy questions. And should not you should not get any sort of. Uh, oh, I can't do that, or oh, no, that, no that's not our right. policy. Not transparent. Or not, yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, and then you can also look at product choices. So if you go to a website or you go into a physical brick-and-mortar store, take a look around. What do the product selections look like? So the owner of that website or the owner of that store, what was their process in allowing people to come in? Kim, you had a wonderful uh, contribution to that, you know, when – when manufacturers come in and go, this is going to give you a great margin. You're just going to love how much money this makes. You immediately get turned off. Yeah. That kind of stuff is usually very visible when you walk into a place. Mm-hmm. You can tell. You can tell if they're Circle K or if they're Neiman's. You know, it's it's not difficult. So there you go. So those are some good recommendations uh, that were passed on. Uh, we, remember, we also had a short conversation about terpenes, and if you want to understand that a little bit more, just Google terpenes. There's so much easy information out there, you'll be surprised. So terpenes being spelled T-E-R-P-E-N-E-S. Um, now let's keep going. Um, so another way that you can assist in the movement, hashtag protect the hemp, Yes, I did say it that way because we want you to use it. I'll say it again. Hashtag protect the hemp. Anyway, another way is if you have a bad experience, communicate it. 
Don't yeah. be shy. Communicate it. Where do you communicate these things? You know, you can do reviews. I tried this product, didn't work. Then I went to look for their documentation, couldn't find it. I tried to call them, they never returned my call. Boom, you just told everybody what they needed to hear. Yeah. In absence of you doing that, guess what the next person does? Gives them another reward by buying their product. Yes. And another bad experience happens. And then one of those two people are going to go complain to FDA. And then FDA is going to go, oh, man, this industry really needs help. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So I'll say it again. Communicate your bad experiences. Those places are reviews, uh, Google, uh, Yelp. You can also go to their social media and make a post or a review. Google make a review. So those are all easy places, but they should be public. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know. I, do Would you have to try the product first? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, when I say bad experience, I'm hoping yeah. it's a legitimate bad experience. Right. I'm not uh, interested in anybody creating drama. Mm. Here's how I'd like you to view this. You were just helping out another human. Right. Right. This product, this was my experience with it. Now you can make a choice. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, but again, without it, nobody nobody else knows. Right. Uh, you can also choose to be heard. Now, when I, when I say choose to be heard for the purpose of helping us with the hashtag protect the hemp, those places you want to be heard are the places in which this plant could be taken away from us. Who would take this plant away from us? Let's just add up the list. Uh, farmer, big farmer would love to take this plant. Mm -hmm. um, how about the cigarette industry? How about the, the, uh, the alcohol industry? Yes. They both want it. Mm -hmm. um, let's keep going. FDA, DEA, they both don't want us to have control. Right. There's a ton ton of money for both of them, DEA and FDA, stand to gain a lot of revenue. Mm -hmm. And listen, a business like those two, they need revenue to operate. I get it. I get it. But this one's ours. I think so. I and think... you can still make revenue, but right. this one stays with us. Yes. All right. And keep it, you know, as close to its original form as possible. Yeah. That's what we want to do. Yeah. You know. Because that's what our children want. Right. Yeah. Hey, I, millennials, I love you guys. You guys are. You are less tolerant yes. than us baby boomers. Right. Yeah. So we're going to help you get it. Um, okay. So be heard. Uh, how about, uh, you know, participate in your community? Mm -hmm. You'll see discussions. Or they happen on social media. Um, you'll see them when you do random searches, Google searches, where you get to uh, provide feedback at the end of a conversation, you know, or there's an article and at the end, you know, people get to respond. Go for it. Do it. Do it. Do it. And uh, be proud that you're doing it. Again, this plant has been around forever. Yeah. This is not a fad. Yeah. All right. It was just taken from us. We got it back. Not letting it go again. All right. We're going to hold on tight. Okay. There's also industries. Uh, I, I thought I'd share the, the biggest industries that are out there, uh, but there are plenty more. So, you know, my list is shallow. I only, I only listed four of them. Um, but they're worthwhile. If you're in the industry in any capacity, 
it is always worthwhile joining an association. Why that is a community coming together. That's people collaborating and combining their strength. It's, it's a wonderful thing. And I've been a part of many associations in many of, and, and, and quite a few industries. All right. And so uh, feel free to reach out to us and we'll give you those, uh, the name of those industries and anything else that we can help with. Now, we're going to close today's subject and very grateful that you guys were all a part of us and helping us with our mission. I want to say uh, stay tuned. Ryan Treasure has a uh, good show coming up with Blair Singer, author of Sales Dog. Uh, he's going to be talking about the uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad series, the Robert Kiyosaki series. Uh, anyway, I want to thank everybody again. Kimberly, thanks for being on the show with me today. You're very thanks, welcome. Thanks, Variety Channel uh, with Voice America. And we will see you next week for another exciting episode of How to Protect the Hemp. Thank you for listening to the CBD Ed Show. Please join your host, Edward Cheney, for another edition next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can also be heard each week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we talk again, enjoy the upcoming weekend, and we'll be here soon.